Everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience, but this was previously recorded. I guess they're all technically previously recorded. Uh, did this when I was part of the uh, Hello Grappa campaign back in June. Uh, recorded live at Hometown Barbecue in Brooklyn. So uh, I actually recorded for four hours. We had to edit this shit down. So enjoy the second part of uh, me kind of getting banged up on grappa and riffing with guests. Talk to you later. Peace. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hello, Fabrizio. I'm fine. And you? What about you? I'm good. Okay, so I'm here with yet another uh, producer whose uh, grappa is being highlighted here at the Hello Grappa uh, co- uh, cocktail contest. Uh, tell everybody your name, uh, yes. your uh, where you're from, and the grappa that you represent. Okay, I'm Fabrizio Guli. I do represent a, a company Caffo. Okay. Caffo is a big company in Italy. It's the leading producer of, uh, of the leading Amaro in okay. Italy, which is Vecchio Amaro del Capo. And uh, it's a company that dates back uh, to 1915. But the founder of the company, uh, Giuseppe Caffo, started his activity at the end of the 1800s in Sicily. Okay. Then they moved to Calabria. And they, they started by distilling grappa. Wow. So the oldest tradition of the and knowledge of the of this Italian excellence is exactly grappa. Okay. Okay. So they started uh, producing uh, grappa uh, coming from the pomes from the south of Italy. Okay. So what, what grapes were they? Because what grapes were they using? So they were using like Alianico or, or yeah, Nero Dabola. Today, 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 that the the, the the grappa that we are tasting, yep. uh, all from the it, north. It comes, it comes from the north yeah. because uh, uh, in recent years, uh, uh, out of the distillery, our distillery from the south of Italy, mm-hmm. the company uh, included in uh, in its uh, group also two other distilleries, uh, which are very historical. Okay. One is Mangili Distillery. Uh, at the uh, date back to the end uh, of uh, 1800, and the other one is uh, the uh, Friulia Distillery. Yep. Uh, date back to the 1960. Yeah. Okay, and they were always producing grappa. Yeah. And they are based in Friuli Venezia Giulia, which is one of the main and most focused areas in Italy for the production of this Italian excellence. Yeah. So uh, f- uh, we are in the area, we are close, we are between Udine and we are close to Udine, let me say. It's uh, exactly the bottle that we have here is Passon del Prato, uh, comes from Passon del Prato, which is close to Udine and not far away from Ve- Venice. Okay. You know Venice. Yeah, yeah, we, okay. we all know. You know, yeah, everyone knows Venice. Venice yeah. you know? So, um, 
why our grappa is different. Yes. I would say why our grappa is different. Uh, so there are, um, there are many uh, things to consider to produce uh, a high quality grappa. Um, we tend to uh, use uh, each of these aspects because okay. uh, we, as a company, we uh, we always tend to have the highest quality that there is in the market. Okay. okay? Um, grappa, as everyone knows, is uh, a distillate by pomace, which is the result of the wine production. Okay, so. We grappa producer, we depend very much from the, the sensitivity of the wine producers. Yes, you know because uh, uh, if the wine producer uh, once he pressed the grapes, leave the mark, the pomes under the sun, you know, staying there and uh, wait days before he call the grappa producer, come here and <laughs> take your uh, the the pomes. Uh, will become not very good yeah. to be distilled. You have to be very quick. So the first thing that we aim to is to select between the different wine producers, the one who have this relationship with us and the sensitivity with us, that they call us before they start the pressing. We are there with our trucks and we take the pomace right fresh. They, they got the in, it's got an inside man. They're like, listen. Yeah, listen. Yeah, listen. Yes, like, listen. Yeah, like, like, hey, listen. Uh, we're picking. <laughs> we're picking on this day. That means we're pressing this day. I love what you pointed out there because, um, and I had Lisa. I had the opportunity to interview Lisa Monday on a full podcast, and she, some, she said just, and you hit it home. Like, I don't. Th most of us here, particularly in the United States, we don't understand that grappa. Is a, it depends on the harvest of the grapes. Like it's made yeah. once a year. It's yeah. not like whiskey or bourbon or anything else. Um, you know, it, it's like it's like cognac or brandy. It's made once a year based on the exactly. harvest. Exactly. And then what you also point out, like, okay, so it's a spirit, right? So it's distilled. Why does it, why does it matter if it's sat out in the sun for three days? And you're pointing out that it has an immense uh, immense difference on the quality. Immense difference because. Uh, there are several processes before you stabilize uh, the liquid. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the liquid that comes from the pressure is not alcoholic at all. So it get it get worse if you leave it like there. Yeah. So it's not fresh. Right. So we take uh, the pomace, uh, we take it to our uh, our distillery, and we separate. The first thing you do is separate. What what's the name of uh, uh, graspy. I think it's uh, terms. Terms. Okay. It's the woody part. Oh, the, yeah, the stems. Yes, the yes. stems. Yeah, yeah, so yes, stems. Thank yeah. you very much. No, for no, no. You said it. No, no. I'm not correcting I'm Italian, you. you know, no, I'm you Italian. said no. it. You said it properly. In it no. for someone stems. who has an Italian accent. Stems. Yes, and I'm saying it like someone from Jersey. Stems. That's yeah, how we. Are you from Greece? Really? I'm from Jersey. So. Oh, so okay. Fantastic. So my accent's way more hard for people to understand than yours. So I we separate will. the stems, yep. because the stems, if you put in, in into the process, uh, they can leave a very bitter aftertaste, okay? So, and not everyone does it, so we separate yeah, it. Wow. And we take just the skin and, uh, and, okay, and the seed. Yeah. So, and, and the, the liquid, of course, yeah. the, the rest of the liquid. Then, uh, this, uh, when it comes to white uh, pomace, white grapes pomace, yep. right. You have to ferment it. Okay. Okay. Before you have to turn the sugar into alcohol, a bit of alcohol, in order to then distill it. How to ferment? So you can also add uh, 
chemical uh, selected yeast. Okay. We don't do that. We don't do that. We do. We we, have, we did a choice. We take our risk by doing this yeah. because uh, with chemical selected yeast, it's easier yep. to ferment. Yep. Okay. Yep. And the result is guaranteed. But we do believe that uh, a local product like Grappa, as in its uh, in its uh, um, alchemic, mm -hmm. okay, also every single ingredient should be should come from the local, and the yeast is part of that ingredients. Every single grape of uh, uh, every single uh, unit of grape have a thousand of. Uh, uh, family of yeast on its skin. Yeah. So if you don't kill it, if you are able to use it, they get the fermentation. Okay. So we do ferment like that. Then uh, we do the alkalize the result. We are have a liquid of 20%. Okay. And 20% ABV. And at this point, the liquid is stable. Okay. Okay. But all this process needs to be done very quickly. For example, we dealkalize ready uh, right after the fermentation. As we take the pomace right after the pressing, we dealkalize right after the fermentation. Every should be very quick, okay? Because it's fresh. So, and if it's fresh, you feel the fragrance and the aroma in the glass after the distillation process. Right. You and know, what? I want to talk, so once one thing I find interesting is that typically. Here in the United States, where people think big companies, they think mechanical. They think cutting corners. Everything that you've said about the way your company processes grappa is opposite to that. It's opposite to that. Yeah, and it's, and 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 de stemming. It's a cup process. Indigenous, indigenous yeast. I mean, dude. I mean, it's pretty. Yes, pretty it's intensive. A, it's a under 50 years experience in distilling grappa. Yeah. Uh, and we today we still do it with the same passion, and with the same uh, craft mindset that uh, Giuseppe Caffo was doing it 150 years ago, okay? Of course, uh, we have modern plants, uh, yeah. you know, in order to get the best out of it. Right. But the <coughs> mentality and the way we do it, we do process grappa is exactly the same, yeah. okay? Yeah. So once uh, uh, we have uh, the, the phlegma, we put in the steel. Okay. And uh, one further point of... Uh, uh, difference uh, that makes the difference from our point of view is the art of blending okay we don't have any uh, in this case any mono varietal grappa so you have grappa from different uh, uh, grapes mm -hmm. and uh, you we use different steels so in the case of Sniap del Fogolar that we have today okay. which is a, a grappa stravecchia it is aged grappa okay uh, produced in Friuli Venezia Giulia we do have uh, in our mix, in our blend, we do have 70% uh, uh, red grapes. Okay. Okay. Which are the ones who give most, uh, uh, the most fruity notes. Okay. Oil and fruity notes. And uh, uh, I mean, the grapes are basically Merlot, Cabernet, and Refosco. And 30% is white grapes, coming from white grapes, which are, everything is grapes from Friuli, Venezia, Giulia, yeah. so zero kilometer, okay? So it's basically Sauvignon, uh, Pinot Gris, yeah. and uh, then we have a bit of Prosecco, and then we have Chardonnay, okay? All these, 
go together into the, uh, the blend of this goes together in different casks. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I was uh, forgetting to mention that, that the white grapes are the ones uh, who give the most floral notes yeah. in, in the glass. Yeah. Okay? So the blend of fruity and floral notes goes into the aging, let me say, and goes in different casks and different size from uh, 8,000 liters to barrique 225 liters. Okay. And in the middle, three or four sizes. Okay? Oak casks coming from uh, Slavonia, coming from French, France, which is limousine or cask. And, and that shit's expensive, just in case yes, you guys don't know. Yes, limousine or cask, that's, yes. like, yeah. that's expensive yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh? That's expensive <laughs> stuff. <It is. laughs> also, the process is very expensive. Grappa process is very expensive. Right, okay? because you do it once a year, and then if you're aging it, yeah. you know, you might not release some grappas for like, how many years? What's, what's your most reserved grappa? Okay. So in the, in this case, so the the the, the, the low by law, yep. it's the young grappa is uh, uh, younger than twelve months. Okay. 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 Then uh, the aged grappa yep. vecchia, okay, is at least aged twelve months. Okay. Okay. If the half of that, uh, if in barrique cask, yep. you can uh, uh, call it barricata. Okay, barricata. Okay. Because barrique are the tiniest uh, cask, 225, yep. okay? So give uh, it's more contact with the wood, let yeah. me say. Then you have the Stravecchia or Reserva, which is aged at least 18 months. Okay. And then you have uh, uh, the Vintage XO Grappa, extra old, and you can age until you want, okay? Wow. But let me say that already a Stravecchia, yeah. which is extra old, okay? It's 18 months. Okay. okay. Tonight we have here Estravecchia. Okay. Okay. It's uh, if by law it's minimum 18 months, we do age Estravecchia 24 months. We do this choice to give more uh, uh, woody notes, but in a gentle way. Okay. We do believe we have a, a nice mix of the different foods. And that allows us not to have a pungent and acre toasted notes while uh, we have a wiser liquid because mm. it stayed into the cask more time, more yeah. months. Yeah. Okay? So, a blend of different grapes, a blend of different uh, uh, stills because we do have uh, different stills in our distilleries. Yeah. We do use uh, both. Uh, column plates still and uh, uh, Bagnemarie uh, small alambic uh, stills okay and uh, it's a and our liquid is a blend of the two stills again because we want to take the most out of it and with the art of blending uh, you have what you des deserve okay so different grapes again different stills and different casks three different blendings okay minimum eight, uh, 24 months uh, uh, for this travecchia and the result is a grappa which is uh, the color is uh, uh, very clean it's amber clean mm -hmm. okay uh, and the nose is smooth it's not pungent but you have uh, you can perceive uh, a slight and elegant oaky toasted notes okay and you already perceive the vanilla and the cacao that comes from the aging also. And then at the palates, uh, all this is, co is confirmed 
and you can also perceive spicy notes, let me say pepper, and also uh, mellow notes like honey, okay? So it's a very rich, it's not a grappa that for every day, even because it's 45% ABV, Yeah. okay? And uh, the uh, strongest alcohol uh, push uh, the aromatic notes in the right way, Yeah. but the result is a smooth liquid, uh, not arrogant, uh, not pungent, not barney at all. You just have to put one sip on your tongue, first sip on your tongue, let it round in your palate, educate the palate to the notes, and then enjoy the rest of the glass. Well, there you have it. You have grappa uh, process distillation and tasting 101 with Professor Fabrizio. Um, Many thanks. Thank you. So um, what are you most excited about for the future of Grappa? Oh, Grappa, Grappa has a long story. And uh, over the years, uh, the, 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 the Grappa is changing. Uh, yeah. Because uh, if we go to the uh, 30 years ago, Grappa was still uh, something very harsh, a liquid which was out of the North tradition of Italy. Yeah. Very harsh with people yeah, from I mean the mountains I mean, it's like, yeah, like it, it was know. like, it was peasants, uh, you know, and like, they say, grapple, put, put hair on your chest, make a man yes, out of you. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And the people coming, also the army from the, from the Alps, you know, yeah. Alpini, you yeah, know, yeah. they love, it was their liquid, their beloved liquid, you know. <laughs> little by little, uh, in the production process, also through the modern, okay, Grappa was becoming uh, uh, gentler uh, and uh, more, uh, more, uh, let me say, f for everybody. Approachable. Okay? Approachable, more approachable. Yeah. And was coming also from the north to the south. Yeah. So more and more producer, like Caff already did in the 1860s, starting to produce in the south of Italy, taking the grapes of this, of this area, okay? And also the uh, uh, female target, uh, also ladies, started to approach Grappa. It was not just for men, you know, mm -hmm. because yeah. Grappa started to become very elegant. We, had, we started to have mono varietal, uh, nice blended Grappas coming from all over Italy, more approachable. So, and this was the first step. The second step is then Grappa started to go into, this, into uh, mixologies. Yeah. How? What well, happens? like Tara said, bartenders. What happens? <laughs> bartenders started to love grappa. Okay. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why, why not? not? Why not? It makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, like if you're trying sense. to if you're trying to differentiate yourself, stop using vodka, rum, tequila, and whiskey. Do something different. Why not? Yes. Why not? Yeah. If you can, so we we define that grappa is the Italian whiskey, or it can be the Italian gin. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an Italian excellence of the Italian tradition, yeah. you know? So if you can easily mix a gin, if you can easily mix a whiskey, yeah. or a tequila from Mexico, yeah. why not a grab? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You just have to find the right way yeah. and the right component into the glass, you yeah. know? In order to, uh, to give value to the, to the spirits and to, and to have a, a, a final pleasant result. Okay, and the bartender started to started to make exercise with that, and they found that there's a way, a nice way, also to use grappa mm -hmm. in in, uh, in in cocktails. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, we can you can make a, a very nice uh, 
uh, martini cocktail with grappa. Yep. A very nice martini cocktail. Smells like somebody's doing a, a marijuana infusion. Yes. No. Or, or, or are we just in New York City? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Replacing vodka, replacing gin, you can use grappa, and you have a great result. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And then started to, uh, and then the new cocktail were born around this concept. Gotcha. Not just, uh, not uh, not just uh, replacing the old ingredients with grappa, but new cocktail, completely new cocktail around uh, around grappa. Yeah. And that's why we are here today. We are here with top bartenders, okay? Yeah. That uh, put their creativity and their passion into the glass using this uh, fantastic and great Italian excellence. Oh okay. What's the future of Grappa? Eh, what's the future of Grappa? We know that Grappa is growing into the world. Yeah. And that US is one of the main market in the future for for. We Grappa. like to drink. It's not just about the Italian community. Yeah. Okay. Is because the bartender community is connected, very much connected all over the world. So it's not just about Italians, oh. it's also for Americans. Okay, they can have a nice grappa sip after meal in any moment of the of the journey. Why not breakfast? Why not? Why not? Hey, listen, you you can't drink all day unless you start at breakfast. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You didn't drink all day if you started at lunchtime. <laughs> and then you drink half the day. <laughs> and then late night, if you go into clubs and you have cocktails and you have drinks, you can have a very nice drink with this this late. So uh, uh, they're not said, come back to my place for some grappa, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So many more markets are uh, taking, are getting aware of yep. this, of this yep. uh, around the world, and the market that already know are knowing, uh, are improving yeah. the consumption by differentiating the moment of consumption and the way of consumption. Yeah. That's the future for Grappa. Fabrizio, thank you so much, man. This is so much fun talking to you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Can't wait to taste the cocktail from your grappa, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. And I have to come visit you in Friuli or Venezia or wherever you are. Come visit me. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right, come my man. visit us. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, okay. Hope it's not too long. I mean, no, it's perfect. Oh, that was, that was perfect. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Actually, I think we have our first uh, contestant. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'll tell everybody your name. Uh, where you're from? Okay, so my name is Kai Lucas, originally from Tala in Dublin. I moved to Miami for ten, the last 10 years and just moved to New York like five months ago. Stop it. You're from uh, Tala in Dublin? Yeah. My daughter is from Beaumont in Dublin. No. Yes. <laughs> really? Really. That's amazing. she out there right now? Yeah, she's 18. Just turned 18. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, she lives with her mother, not yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, thank um, you, thank you. And so, uh, how long have you been? Okay, here's another question because okay. you're my first contestant. Yeah, yeah. Are you a bartender or a mixologist? Uh, I would say I'm a cocktailist. A stocktailist? A cocktailist. Cocktailist. Do you really? Do you really want to be a? Co I mean, okay, I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I had to play. No. Um, honestly, I feel like. 
I would say I'm more of a bartender. I mean, I teach a bartending school, so okay. I teach mixology all the time. Yeah. So if you want to call me a mixologist, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Right. But I, I really am a bartender of the people. My favorite part is entertaining everyone, yeah. really meeting yeah. all the new people and yeah. making smiles. You yeah, know? that's what it's about. I love that. Thank you for that. And so how long have you been a bartender, Kyle? So I've been bartending four years. I actually just turned 21. Though. Wow, just four years. Wow. Good so for you. I, turned, I started bartending when I was 17. Oh, wow. He just shot the cocktail on his wife. It's so I funny. Dude, <laughs> you use your ass whip when you go home, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what made you uh, pick up and move to Miami? So university. Okay. University. I wanted to, my mom knew it would be better to go to school and finish yep. in the States. Okay. And I was born in the States, and when I was one, oh, okay. I moved back. She okay. was born and raised Tyler. I moved back until I was 15, and then I moved back. Okay. To go to high school in Miami. Yeah. I went to UF okay. for university, yep. and then I just moved up here because the bartending school okay. helped pay for me. It's amazing. That's freaking amazing. And so, um, how'd you find out about this contest? I mean, you only been here for like five months or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually through an ex-student. So my school, everyone's from Europe. Okay. So everyone comes over here for the month just to learn at the school and to come experience Got it. it. So Got it. Yeah. an ex-student was actually friends with one of the brands that was doing this competition. He was like, oh, you should definitely do it. It's in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, nice. And so, um, are you known for a signature cocktail outside? We're going to get to this, but like, like, are you known? Do you have a signature cocktail that you think, this is my cocktail. I make it really well. Do you have that yet in your repertoire? I think so. I think okay. mine is an overproof daiquiri. Okay. So I use only overproof rum as the spirit. Okay. You first Ernest that, Ernest, like, No, no, no. No, no. Ernest Hemingway would love your daiquiri. He would, he would love me. Papa Doble. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would love me. Yeah. So, but I, I learned to round it out and some saline, a little extra simple just to make it more approachable. And then some Angostura bitters, transatlantic bitters makes it really nice. And you don't even realize it's overproof rum until you have two of them and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to try that because I just started getting into daiquiris because of uh, Hemingway oh, again. Um, and so, when you came here, yeah. did you have, what, what, did you have, did you have a strategy or were you just like gonna come off the dome? Did you, did you like, were you thinking about how can I make like an overproof daiquiri using, using grappa or did, were you come in like, I'm just gonna be completely, what happens? So happen? funny enough, uh, overproof daiquiri is my favorite, but I actually didn't, I didn't do that for the grappa. So what I did was when they sent out the rules, yep. they gave you like 10 hours to send in the ingredients you need. Okay. So I, I was at the school and I was just working, working, working on it. Yeah. So I really, really don't like Negronis. And I made a play. Me, me, me either, man. Kind of a play on a white Negroni here. Okay. So uh, I went out of my comfort zone. I love and that. found something that's approachable. So I used the grappa with the amaretto to yep. make, really showcase the grappa. And the key to the competition was to create a cocktail that could represent grappa, raise awareness, and that any bar in the world could source the ingredients. Ah, very nice. I like that philosophy, man. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, because like, because, you know, you could get really exotic with ingredients. Oh, insanely. Right, and so, you know, I mean, especially, yeah, like when I was when I was your age, man, we had frozen daiquiris and frozen margaritas and shit. That's it, man. Yeah. We had, and tequila shots, maybe some Jaeger. And, like, you know, I'm seeing some of the other competitors, and they're amazing in some of the ingredients they're yeah, making, yeah. but they're not accessible yeah, to every bar they're, in the they're, world, they're, and they're, they're not so practical there's, there's when you do not, events and stuff like this. There's not you know? late harvest Madagascan vanilla available year-round. Everywhere, exactly. Every, uh, and everywhere, you know? So I love that philosophy. So how did you? How do you feel about your cocktail? 
I feel like it was really well balanced. I feel like it expresses the graphic exactly how I wanted to. The nose is nice, and I worked really hard on the presentation. If you okay. saw the treasure box over yeah. there, yeah, yeah, that's your treasure that's box. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So I, I was really so the cocktail is called Tesoro di Vasano. Yeah, Vasano is the hometown of Grappa. Yep. And so Tesoro is treasure in Italian. So that's the whole play. Dude, on the treasure I box like, I like, I like that. It was a lot of thought went into the uh, presentation because that is a big part of this competition. Is um, they were saying that. Um, like yeah, you want to make cocks, but but a big part of the judging is your presentation in the glass that they exactly. don't even taste. Yeah, yeah. So if they they look at it and they'd want to drink it, you sold them halfway. What, what would you what would you charge for that 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 drink in a bar with that like having people bring that out in the treasure box? If we're in New York, yeah, like thirty five. I feel like you could get away with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you're in like Gainesville, where I went to the college <laughs> at. Man, you're lucky to get 15 for that. I would say, I better keep that Tucker like 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would be very lucky. Um, so, um, where are you working in the city? So, you teach, but do you, do you have a, a gig at Yeah, a yeah. Okay. So, I actually just started this last week. My friend, uh, Maxwell Paris, brought me over to the Ivory Peacock. Okay. So, I started picking up some shifts over there, but the main gig is European Bartender School. Okay. It's like the largest bartending school in the world, actually. Very nice, very nice, very nice, man. Well, listen... Uh, my brother from 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 Ireland, from Dublin. Thanks Good luck to you. Man. Thanks for coming over and talking to us. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I love the podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Yeah, again? so this is the Black Wine Guy Experience, oh, and I'm I your host, it. MJ Taller. It's funny. I grew up, I grew up uh, two moms. One's Jamaican. Oh, of course you did. Because so, you know, because Guinness Jamaica. is good for you. Uh, Guinness, Guinness punch. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good breakfast. Uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah and on. so, so um, yeah, so like. I'm, uh, uh, Black Wine Guy on Instagram. If you want to follow me? Beautiful. This will probably come out like Monday or early next oh, yeah. week. Also, uh, Etter and uh, uh, Balzac Communications will have all the stuff. So, all right. perfect. Yeah, if any of the viewers want to follow, K A I dot Lucas L U C A S fourteen on Instagram. There you Thank go, my you brother. So much. Thanks for coming Thank in, you, Lucas. All right. It's all good. Like, 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 like you make drinks for like six, eight hours a night. You know, it's I, I could do this shit all day. You, can, you just <laughs> chug through I it, just, man. I just do it. I was it's joking I with I was joking with everybody. Like, ten percent of this competition is coming up with the cocktail, and ninety percent of it is event bartending. Yeah. Like, it's like working a bar mitzvah with three thousand people. <laughs> like, how fast can you slam them out, baby? Keep yeah. it going, keep it going. Yeah. You know. And I saw you were doing a great job. So, uh, tell everybody your name uh, and uh, where you're from. What's up? I'm Nick. Uh, Nick Shea. I was from Chicago originally, but I live in New York now. I work at a cocktail bar in Tribeca called Le Salon Cocktail Bar. Um, we, we do our thing. If you come visit, it's two blocks from Taylor Swift's house, so you can come, like, you know, be a creep. <laughs> well, uh, that's funny. I, 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 um, I, I uh, work part-time uh, at Tribeca Wine Merchants. Oh uh, yeah! So uh, I'll have to come through. Man. Of course, yeah. So we're if you're a wine, if you're listening to this and you're a wine person, Terroir, yeah. right next door. Okay, to us. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody um, knows Terroir. Paul, Paul Grico's been on the podcast. Paul's Paul. amazing. amazing. Everybody who works at Perfect. Terroir. It's is. I think. Wait, not wait. No, next week, Summer of Riesling starts. Summer of Riesling. Shout out to Terroir. Shout out to Terroir. I have gotten every single one of them drunk at this point, so, like, okay. what's up? All right, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, my man, you're from Chi-Town, from Chicago. Yeah. Um, how long have you been a bartender? So, I've been bartending a little over 15 years at this point. What do you uh, start when you're five? I start, yeah, right, exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm a little older than that now, uh, but cheers. Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah, man, I started uh, at, <laughs> this is funny, I started at the only gay bar in Charlottesville, Virginia. Because there, there couldn't be more than one. I mean, there, at the time, now there's yeah, more. Sure, now there's more. Charlottesville, Virginia is like a little blue town in Virginia, right? It's where the University yeah, of Virginia those college, is. Those college towns are the little bubbles. Right, 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 right. So, like but, Madison and Wisconsin. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Here. The funny thing is, like, it's perfect because, like, everybody came, right? So there were, like, the guys with, like, their fake IDs, like, looking <laughs> for, like, sweet cocktails. And then there were, like, dudes in their 40s that were, like, tell me about your single malt scotch selection. <laughs> So you kind of have to like learn everything fast yeah. as a bartender there. Yeah. How do you do beer? How do you do volume? How do you talk about spirits? All that other stuff. And I worked under a really, really, really talented bartender named Michael Lamont, okay. who still lives in Charlottesville, a master of his craft. And I, I owe a lot of what I know to him. So since then, I've worked dive bars. I've worked clubs. I've worked Irish bars. I've worked beer bars. I've worked wine bars. All of it. And I've sort of landed in cocktails because it like scratches my nerd itch. It's creative. I'm also an actor and an artist, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it's still a little bit of wine, and I do love wine yeah. as well. Yeah. So, like, it's a, the perfect blend of everything, you know? I, I love that, man. So, how did you hear about the competition? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think through Instagram, like almost everybody okay. here. Yeah. But um, yeah. uh, I knew about Grappa before, right? Yeah. Like, it's cool to see them coming in, and I've been seeing a lot of um, brandies coming in. I know the cognac folks came into New York a yeah. lot this year too yeah. to try and like raise awareness yeah. because like they're trying to sit there and say like, "Hey, we're more than just Hennessy Vo." Like, there's a lot going I on mean, here, listen, you know. Man, <laughs> I mean, I love my peoples, but hip hop kind of fucked cognac. Uh, listen, you know what I'm like, listen. <laughs> but like, I get it. They're coming in. They're like, yep. "Hey, we're here too." They looked at what happened to tequila, yeah, right? right, which like. 40 years ago, Dude, nobody man, was drinking tequila. Why are there 1,500 bottles of te tequila when you go to store? That's what, what I'm saying. Fuck? And And it's a successful marketing I campaign know. as much as anything. I know. So, like, obviously the appetite is in here for right. more interesting quality yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, mezcal's coming in the same way. Yeah. you got all this other stuff. So I, I really respect the grappa people for coming in and being like, yeah. hey, we're here too. What you maybe tasted, if you're old, like 40, 50 yeah, years ago, yeah. that's not what we're doing yeah. now. We got quality product yeah. in our glasses, yeah. and like I respect that. So come in, have some great bartenders, make some cocktails, yeah. taste some delicious grappa over there. Yeah. Like I, that's what's up, you know. That is what's up. Tell us about because you're already been judged, and and this won't come out till after the point. But yeah, tell yeah. us about your cocktail. What did you create? Right, craft. So uh, I made um, a cocktail called Giorno di Riposo. I'd, I'd studied dude, French in school, like, so my like, Italian is I, miserable. I, I, dude, I'd be like, Johnny De... Means day of rest. Rocks. Day of rest, <laughs> uh, I'm told, in Italian. Uh, so, it's an homage to grappa. So okay. this is my thing about spirits in general. I feel like stories matter. Yeah. And the story of grappa is the story of blue-collar, working-class yep. folks. Yeah. And, like, as Americans, we respect that, right? Like, folks who work their... Can I curse on this oh, podcast? Yeah, man. Work their asses off. Yep. Day in, day out. <laughs> Ass is not a curse. Yeah, yeah, all right. Like they work yeah, their listen, fucking some asses of these, off. Some of these places are real clean. Uh, I don't want to be like, no, you know. I'm, I'm, not I'm from if Jersey. If you're playing this I'm, in I'm like a, grade school no, or I, 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 I have the warning on you too. <laughs> not for kids. <laughs> these people work their asses off. Yep. And they don't get to taste the wine because right. they weren't rich enough. They weren't noble enough, whatever. Yeah. So they go home. They have like a simple, maybe home cooked meal with yep. you know tomato and basil and parsley and lemon. Of course, they have a gra glass of this grappa that they made themselves, or like a traveling cart might have distilled coming through, you know. Yeah. And like 
To me, that's amazing. So I tried to ca capture those flavors. A little elderflower liqueur, you know, the bartender's ketchup. Yep, you know how it yep, is. Yep, yep. And then a splash of Prosecco on top. I like to think to myself, maybe they had a little bottle of Prosecco, you know, for a nice, well, like, I, a celebration. I saw, I, saw when they, I saw the Prosecco. I was like, I was like oh, yeah, someone's going to... Marry the Prosecco to... Yeah, the you know, I mean, that's, that's the, the Prosecco dryness, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it just, like, lengthens everything out, but it's a little better than club soda. I don't know, plus it's Italian, the flavors. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of my fellow competitors found Italian flavors, which is really exciting, know, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, and, and like, uh, Lucas, before, he was saying how, same thing, he had an Italian name for his drink, and it was really about respecting yeah. this, this spirit. And it is a noble spirit. Um, so, for you... As a uh, bartender working in a cocktail bar, you yeah. have cocktails, and you meant you you started talking about this, how um, you know mezcal's risen, tequila's risen, uh, cognac's risen. What being a part of this, what excites you most about the future of grappa in the U.S.? I mean. Grappa, I mean you you can taste it over there. The yeah. versatility of what it can be, right? I think in some ways, I talk about, tequila's a little different, but you talk about mezcal, you talk about brandy, this is a wine podcast. Yeah. It's like wine. Yeah. I, and I, the, the folks at Terroir know this better than anybody. What you're selling folks on is not necessarily like what's in the bottle or the grape or the ABV. You're selling the story. Right. Right? Right. Like, and this, grappa has a story. Mezcal has a story. Stories are interesting. Like... A huge this this community of like spirits nerds and cocktail nerds it's small. Yeah. Most people aren't gonna care if their grappa was a moscato absolutely, or a chardonnay absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you sell them the story. Yeah. You tell them what these people are doing, how they worked, what the history is. Yeah. That's sexy. That's yeah, fun. That is. And to me, that's the way in. Yeah. Maybe you're not gonna be the next vodka per se and be the most you know. But like, that's to me that's premium. Then yeah. you're tell selling people something that's so human, and that excites me about this business yeah. personally. Facts tell stories. That's sell. right. And I love that. I you know I think someone it was either one of the producers. I've had a few grappas. Yeah, same. I've, I've been talking. I'm gonna have a, a few more now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but they were saying you know oh yeah actually it was one of the judges. She said you know grappa needs to be on a grappa cocktail needs to be on every. Uh, bartender's menu in America. I mean, you gotta you gotta be versatile, but that's the thing is more and more people trust us, yeah. right? To be like, I don't know, hit me with yeah, something no, new. That's what I do because I'm like, if I'm going out for a cocktail, I don't want some shit I already had. I'm like, dude, why try me something new? If you want something you already have, fine. Order your espresso martini or whatever yeah, else. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'd be happy. The products that have been here tonight, I'd be pleased to no. be like, you have never tried this, but I'm about to blow your mind yeah. with this stuff because yeah. it's so delicious yeah. and so good. I don't know. It's a slog growing a business, growing a brand, growing a category. Like, it's tough, but like, the quality's there, the stories are there, obviously the interest is there. I think I think Grappa can do it, frankly. Right. I don't go. think there's any reason Grappa can't be something that everybody in this country knows about. I feel you. Tell everybody how they can uh, stay in touch with you. Got What's your up? IG. I'm at Shea Stirs and Shakes. That's S-H-E-A Stirs and Shakes, all one word. I'm a small account, but I'm growing because I just started. I held off for a while, but I've given in. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. I appreciate you. Cheers. Good luck today, man. Thank you very yeah. much. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. What's up? I'm so excited. Um, so uh, I'm here with, because uh, this will come, this is not live, so it'll come out no matter what. This was my favorite drink so far tonight. Thank you. So tell everybody your name and where you're from and where you work. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Yumi Nemoto. I'm from Japan, Tokyo. 
And I'm working right now as a martinis. Very nice, very nice. Um, now, you living in New York now, right? You didn't come, did you? I was like, wow, if you came in from Japan, well, you better win. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, living in New York? Uh, right now it's uh, seven years. So okay. next year it's going to be eight years. Okay, very yeah. good. And did, were you always a, uh, a bartender? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, um, were you doing that in Tokyo? Uh, yes, yes. I'm from Tokyo, okay. so I used to work in, uh, you know, like uh, my background is a uh, hotel okay. industry. Yeah, yeah. I was a hotel bartender. Okay. So, yes. What What made you? What gave you the courage to come to New York and try this? Uh, it's a uh, you know actually challenging myself. Yeah. So I competed a lot of competition in Japan. Okay. So you know I wanted to know like uh, she where got this, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to know like uh, where I'm standing in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, being the seven years. So. Yeah. <laughs> and um, was it difficult to find a job when you first got here, or did you have a job lined up? Um, actually, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. I'm still like a visa holder. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, when, uh, every time. You know, I'm looking for the visa sponsor. Yeah. It's kind of hard, but uh, you know, I'm a Japanese bartender, yeah. so you know, easy to get the Japanese place. Yeah. So, but I wanna try like uh, maybe American style okay. or something. Yeah. So, um, how did you get into becoming a bartender? Like, did, was someone in your family, or you just you just went to a bar and like? You're like, oh, I, I like what that person is doing behind there. I could do that. Um, you know, when I was a kid, yep. I met, uh, I always like uh, cooking with my mom, yep. mother. So I like, uh, it's, you know, like uh, it's very interesting yeah. to cook something. Yeah. Like especially the, you know, like uh, cookies, like uh, cakes. Mm -hmm. So yeah and then i grow up so i was like uh i got a job like uh the part-time job in the hotel okay so there are there were like uh, the female bartender was there okay and i was so interesting oh wow bartender oh interesting so you know if i'm not a not a bartender yeah maybe i will I became a pastry chef. Okay. <laughs> so you so you like you, flavors are something you enjoy flavors and creating. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So always influence like, uh, like uh, some idea from like uh, sweets sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, a lot of a lot of a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And like, so, how did you hear about the the competition here at the Hello Grappa? Oh, uh, it's a uh, the Chill the magazine. Okay. Yeah. So. And yeah. and um. What was the um? She made a very unique cocktail. Um. Painstaking process. It looked like you're you're straining stuff. <laughs> very exacting. Did you? Uh, one of the other contestants told me like they gave you like ten hours to say what you needed to make. Oh yeah. How, how did you formulate your? Like, let me back up. Do you have a signature cocktail that you typically make, uh, like whenever you're working? There's something that you make all the time, and did that kind of inspire your thinking? Um, actually, my I like a classic cocktails. Okay. So, but at these times, I made a you know I'm a very very weak to alcohol. Okay. So I cannot drink like a 
straight, like a yeah, whiskey shot, straight yeah, or yeah, shot. Yeah. But um, you know, the grappa is a little like a strong, strong. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. a little. Yeah, if you yeah, drink it, yeah, strong yeah, like it uh, alcohol yep. and then also like uh, strength, like a flavor of the sometimes yep. anise or something. So some, you know, the for the beginner, yeah, they, maybe they can't drink. Yeah. So maybe like uh, they they don't think it, oh I, I'm not gonna try yeah so but I you know fat wash is you know sometimes um, fat wash is uh you know like uh, it's a uh, the wash cocktail so okay. like uh, alcohol and then some like uh, smells yeah like uh, it's like a little sit down okay I mean, yeah yeah it tamps so, it down a little bit yeah okay so it's actually easy to drink yeah. So I can drink if the fat wash cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. So I just uh, wanted to like a uh, grappa, uh, like uh, introduce the grappa cocktail yeah. for the beginners, of course, like uh, grappa lovers, yeah. cocktail lovers for everyone, especially the like uh, the beginners. Yeah. And also like uh, like me. Yeah. It's a weak weak, weak the alcohol person. Yeah. 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 And I think that's important. That makes a good point because. You know, Grappa has a reputation of being harsh and strong and burn. And I think that's one of the reasons it has it, taken a long time to catch on in America. Um, so the fact that you, that was in your thinking when you're crafting a cocktail, like, like we're introducing Grappa to new people. How can we make it more palatable and pleasing? That was very, very smart. So what was, um, tell everybody about your cocktail. What, what, what did you make? Like, uh, yeah. Of course, like a grappa. Yep. It, it was very, very beautiful grappa. Yep. So my cocktail name was uh, Grappa Bella. Means like a beautiful grappa. Okay. <laughs> grappa Bella, I love yeah. it. My, yeah. my colleague named it. Okay. <laughs> so ingredients is a grappa and also like a yuzu. Yuzu yep. is a Japanese citrus. Yeah, the yuzu. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then also like a Saint Germain. It's yep. uh, like a yeah. flower. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And also, I made uh, the homemade Japanese white peach syrup. Oh, what you made? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also like uh, the kefir. Yeah, you get kefir. Yeah, type it's of the fermented, yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Fermented yogurt, yeah. yogurt drink. So, and then also like uh, on top the, uh, you know, after the fat wash, uh -huh. on top the little bit of muscat, like a t yeah. It's uh, one of the the grape tea. Yeah, oh, she's so a little bit of muscat. Oh yeah. my god. Tea. Yeah. On top. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were like straining all it. You were like you're like a mad scientist. It was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> but I, I remember when they were telling the rules. She's like, no, no, no. I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this competition is kind of like a challenge. So uh, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't. Like everybody didn't know. Like. Uh, right. You know, assign the, the which grappa I can use. Right, you don't know what you're getting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a it's very, very challenge. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah. I got a, I assigned a, it's very, very beautiful, like a floral. You had like the Barolo? Yeah, you had the Barolo grappa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So I taste it. Oh, this this grappa is goes well my cocktail. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah. Um, did you get to taste any of your other competitors' uh, cocktails? Uh, yeah, I got a two so far. Okay. So it's I'm so afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is so good cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, for you, 
as a, a bartender. This is a new spirit. This is a whole campaign. Um, did this? Does this? Does this um, excite you for using grappa and more cocktails in the oh, future? Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. And so, um, uh, I don't know if you do social media. If you have an Instagram, you can tell people they can follow you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of complicated. So uh, my Instagram account is a uh, captain underscore. Nyamage. <laughs> it's kind of like a, so my icon is uh, my cat. Okay. So like a fluffy fat cat. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have uh, Etter. Uh, she has all your emails, so we'll get we'll. I'll have people email me their things so I can put it on the show notes so everybody can follow you guys. Okay. Um, and uh, for you, um, seven years in New York. What 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 what's most exciting for you right now? Coming out of COVID, people are coming back so, like the two years out. What do you think? What's exciting yeah, for you? After the COVID, so it, uh, yeah, everybody same. So the, during the COVID, so it was so tough. Yeah. So um, you know, I was very, but uh, I was very lucky. So actually, I had to go back to Japan. Oh wow! But uh, I had I got a you know the visa sponsor, new yep. visa sponsor. So yep. and then. You know, like a visa just uh, approved. Okay. So I was so lucky. I I couldn't stay in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so maybe right now it's just a uh, you know open Japan yeah. and then United States also you know you know like a back to normal. Yeah. So yeah, it's maybe. I don't know, like, uh, what to say. Like, yeah. uh, new, uh, new, no, new things maybe yeah. start. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> well, I, I want to thank you, Yumi. I oh, love you. your cocktail. Thank you so much. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks for talking for a few minutes, thank okay? Thank you. Hope, right. hope, like, uh, everybody have uh, my cocktail. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm here with another one of the contestants. So tell everybody your name, where you're from. What bar you work at or restaurant? Uh, my name is Sabrina Nansetti. Uh I'm from the Hudson Valley, specifically uh, Gardner, New York, very okay. small town. Uh, and I work for Mama Roo in Newburgh. Oh, wow. So you came down from the Hudson Valley. Yes. Represent, represent. Do me a favor. It's a little loud. Just keep that a little bit closer. Oh, okay, perfect. Thanks. Okay. So Sabrina, right? Yeah. I got it. Okay. You know what's so funny? DJs love being DJs. Even if there's nobody here, he is pumping it, man. He's... <laughs> Every time I need some more cowbell. Yeah, I feel like every time I make a lap, it's louder. Yeah. <laughs> so Sabrina, um, you came down here with, with your with your husband because I remember I, I saw him um, and uh, he was his present. He's like, my wife made that. Um, so uh, how long have you been a bartender? Uh, not that long. He started bartending long before I did. Okay. Um, I started working for distilleries a long time ago, and I just. Would do fun stuff at home. Like I live in the woods, so I just go for walks in the woods. I pick edible stuff. Oh, nice! And I just bring that home and make cocktails and fun infusions. Um, and that's kind of what got me into it. Okay. So. What what type of distilleries were you working at? Whiskey. Uh, yeah, mostly whiskey. Okay. And um, the Hudson Valley. I mean, like, what's I mean, what's it like up there? I mean, I know there's a lot of farm to table. I mean, there's woods, but like, what's what's the cocktail scene? It's actually really great, especially over the past few years. It's just been blowing up. Um, 
a lot of people are from the city are coming up and it's really cool. Everyone's trying to out farm to table everybody else, <laughs> which is kind of the best thing you could ask for. Right. Like, it's just, it's a really cool community. Yeah, very nice. And so, I've been asking, but how did you hear about the competition? Um, actually, my my husband's boss was like, you guys should enter. Okay. Actually, I think he asked my husband to enter. Right. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I have some ideas. And so I submit an application, and for some reason they chose me, and so here I am. <laughs> Had you have you are you had you been familiar? I mean, obviously you're a bartender, so I know you know guapa. But had you ever made any cocktails with it? Never made a cocktail with uh, it. Uh, uh, um, I do. I, I know guapa. I like guapa. Never. It's a sometimes thing for me. So. No, no. And so, as a bartender, as a forager, um, do you have like have you created like a signature drink that you pour? You make it where you work in the Hudson Valley? Uh, not yet. I just started there, and so I'm still kind of like new and feeling it out. Okay. Um, I do, lately I've been doing a spruce tip infusion, um, so it's very piney, I like to add some like ginger to that, and I've just been playing with that lately. And so, um, at home, do you have, like, like, do you have a cocktail to make at home, or you're just always tinkering and experimenting? Or always like, tinkering. I, I, okay, always, always tinkering. Yeah, she's like, she, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And so, um, where does that, where, where did, where did uh, the entry into bartending hospitality come from? Did, well, did someone in your family do it or just kind of fell into it? Just kind of fell into it. It all started, I worked for Hudson Whiskey. Okay. And that kind of got okay. me into the industry. So yeah, it, was, it was just a job. Working yeah, just what was your job there? Like tasting room, working the line? Yeah, and tasting room. And then I moved uh, I moved down to Charlotte, worked for a distillery down there. So okay. Like, ran their tour program, um, kind of managed a bar down there. Um, and that just kind of spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, coming into this... Um, as a tinkerer, like you said, you had some ideas. Did you have a general idea? Because I thought it was fascinating that they gave you, like, you got accepted and you had 10 hours to tell them what you needed to be Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so, I originally, my original idea was to do an, the olive oil wash grappa. Um, and I had no idea what to expect. I've never done anything like this before. So, I was messing around with that. Uh, and then, yeah, I got the guidelines, like, 48 hours before I needed to give them my list. And I was working both those days, like 12-hour no. days, so I just had to kind of wing it and, and adjust, and yeah. <laughs> and so, what was the um, what was in your what was the, in your cocktail? What did you craft for the judges today? Uh, so I did an olive oil wash Campari that I then smoked with fresh rosemary. Um, I got some coqui americano, uh, chocolate bitters, and uh, the grappa. What is olive oil wash? Uh, so I guess it's a big thing, just washing washing spirit with fat. Okay. Um, so I've never done it on a low ABV, so when I first started messing around with it, I was like, I'm just going to stick it in the freezer for a minute. Okay. And then I forgot, so I had to thaw it out, and that was a fun learning experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I did that a couple times, uh, bad timing, and then I was like, you know what, let me just see if I can like shake it up and just strain it through a... Uh, a coffee filter and that worked beautifully mm. so and the rosemary just from your foraging um yeah uh foraging i don't experience <laughs> is not the right word foraging habit that's not the right word. Yeah. sounds like it's bad <laughs> oh god there's one of those damn foragers <laughs> um yeah I've, ha I've got like a little homestead i've got chickens i've got a big garden so just pick the stuff out of the garden very I nice very nice so you just started this new job um you mentioned that what excites you about what you're doing now in the industry? Um, getting to play with stuff. For a while, I just uh, my partner only worked with 
uh, New York State spirits, which is very limiting, and so that's kind of all I messed with for a while. Yeah. This job really opens it up. I have so much more to work with, so now I'm just learning more. Um, I'm not super familiar with a lot of spirits that these guys probably do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's right now it's a lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> and so, having been a part of this, and you know, it's kind of a historic event, three-year campaign, bringing, uh, bringing, um, bringing it to the forefront of an older spirit. It's not new, but we don't really drink it here, like yeah. after dinner or in a cocktail. Um, after competing in this and tasting some of your your fellow contestants or competitors' drinks, what excites you most about grappa? Um, honestly, like all of it. I feel like I'm a big grappa fan now. Now I love I've learned that. so much. Um, I'm Italian, so I feel like I, I should be embracing it a lot more. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's a new thing to play with that I never thought of before right. for this. Can we expect to see a, uh, a grappa cocktail if we come up to Hudson Valley and visit you? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, good luck. Thank um, you so much. My wife would have loved you. My wife loves Rome or Beige. She would have loved it. Awesome. And the color too. It had that like the grony color. Like it just it was. I love the presentation. So good job. Thank yeah. you so much. And thanks for talking to me, Sabrina. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Take care. Everybody drinking cocktails? Well, so, yeah. <laughs> I got about 10 minutes. So. Sure, no, we're, we're not. Everybody, what's up? I'm back with my man, Michael Wang Bickler from uh, Balzac Communications. He's uh, helping out with the whole campaign. Uh, you might have heard the podcast we did last week. Um, just want to get your thoughts on the event thus far, man. Man, it turned out better than I could have hoped. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. You know, we've had some incredible bartenders come and make some beautiful cocktails. The judges are like super stoked to be here. You know, we've got all people, all kinds of people here who have come out to try these grappa cocktails, and we got the DJ, you know, going in the background. It's just it's amazing. It's just a, a yeah. good time for everybody. I got. I mean, like, I don't know when you landed, but like, you've been working ever since you got here. We had that podcast on my day. There was a moment where I saw you got to change sleep. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's a long week, but it's, you know, very satisfying when things like this come together, right? So, you know, you never quite know how well uh, things are going to be received, yeah. how, how, how people are going to turn out. Yeah. And so I'm really happy with the way things have turned That's out. That's awesome. Yeah. How, did you, how do you feel about the other events that you've held involved, like yeah, seminars yesterday? Yeah, yeah so we did master classes at um, BCB, Bar, Bar Convent, mm. Brooklyn. Uh, and uh, that went really well. Um, that was very obviously much more technical yeah. than you know what we're doing today. Um, and then tomorrow we're doing some uh, workshops over at um, Italy. So um, yeah, so a full full week of uh, of activities for for Hello Grappa. Right on, man. Um, but based on what has happened, we can't. Even, tomorrow's tomorrow. Um, what? excites you most about the future of Grappa after everything you've seen thus far? Well, I, you know, this is proven I, I didn't really, it didn't really need to be proven to me, but it's proven to everybody who's here like how versatile Grappa is yeah. as a, as a uh, base for a cocktail you know, you can drink it straight which is very traditional, but in these cocktails it just brings out this amazing flavor that you just can't get with anything else yeah right you know i mean even brandy like you know cognac or whatever it's just not going to have the same kind of flavor profile that the grappa has and so yeah it just like gives you something like 
completely different. Even if you're doing making a traditional cocktail with it, it you know it gives it a new new depth, a new you know angle. Yeah. Well, man, listen, I know you got a lot to do. Thanks for giving me just a few minutes. Absolutely, man. And uh, I always have time for you. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna remember that. <laughs> I mean, also, we got that on film and video. Got that on audio and video. I said we got it on film and video. He's right. These proper cocktails, they'll get you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We were saying. All right. So we mentioned earlier. I was like, you know, well, here's what I love about DJs. Like DJs, ain't nobody dancing. Half the crowd left. Let's turn the music up even more. <laughs> yep. So, that's the way. So everybody, my man, tell everybody your name, where you're from, where you where you bartend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name's Maxwell Berlin. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. So I travel all from the other country to, to play with some grappa. Damn, man. Which has been absolutely a blast. I love it. Yeah. Um, I actually just opened up a new cocktail bar called Quartz, Q-U-A-R-T-Z. Uh, we're two bars in one. Really fun. We have a more uh, kind of casual bar up front with really cool spirits. And I really try to, to do some really beautiful, fun stuff. And then we have our cave in the back, which is like our more interactive cocktail experience. That shit blows people's brains. Dude, I first of all, props. Props for coming from all the way from uh, hey. Phoenix, man. New York and, doesn't scare me. Yeah, and you know what? Like, And like, I love that Like, Phoenix is easy to get to, so I'm going to have to come check you out next time I'm at. Yeah, I'll come do. through Sky Harbor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Phoenix food scene and drink scene. Unbelievable. No, I, so I see. I mean, like, so my podcast is called the Black Wine Guy Experience, but I, it's not about wine. It was just as my Instagram handle, and it's, it's just oh, about yeah. it's about cool people and their stories. So we have to come visit you, get your full story. But yeah. how did you get into the business? You know, I think it's been a life in the making. I think at this point, um, my parents are from the city, okay. uh, New York City. Yep. Um, they met going to Columbia. Okay. So having been born in. In Arizona, I think I still got that New York blood in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my my family always grew up eating um, Chinese food and Korean and and all the weird, fun, you, you know, unique flavors that you see here. But back in the day, Phoenix did not have a developed, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. developed scene. Um, and so I think just uh, being, you know, experiencing those flavors from a really early age, being in a family that loved food and loved to explore, I think was a really natural progression for me. Um, I think I got into the business first um, selling coffee. Okay. And I, I really fell in love with the stories of how coffee and tea came to be. And then I turned 21, started drinking beer. And then I, I got my first job in the restaurant industry at a wine bar. And uh, I knew nothing about wine. But uh, I think after two weeks or so, after the most research, um, I felt pretty confident to say that I probably knew more about wine in that building than anybody else. Amazing. And then wine is spirits. And um Almost 10 years later, here I am in New York competing in, in a grappa competition. That's amazing. And so I love, I love like there's a flavor profile running through because you mentioned it was food at first, and then your first job was coffee. Um, I, I'm going to call bullshit on like you didn't start drinking beer till you're 21 unless you're a really good kid. Actually, no. That's true. I love this guy. What? I know. He's not from New Jersey. See, if you were in New York, no, so, know, it's so weird. You'd have been drinking at 14 like the rest I, of us. That that Max, I don't know that Max. <laughs> he, he, my father used to take me to wineries and breweries, and he would give me a sample of beer, and yeah. I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> uh, and then I something changed. I don't know. Like, just being able to taste all the things. Like, I love food, but alcohol, 
didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah. Maybe I started drinking those like really sweet beers. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, I like this. Yeah. I think my first alcoholic drink was like a dirty Shirley. Okay. Like vodka and yeah. grenadine. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, now I just like drinking dirty Shirley's, but with, with single malt scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone too far. And so, <laughs> so when, when did so? Is this your first place that you've opened up? The two-in-one place is your first first restaurant or first bar cocktail that you is your first place or do you have one before? I, I don't know. I feel like I've cried on the floor of enough bars at okay. this point to put a little bit of. I, I like to think that I leave a little bit of Maxwell wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is not my first baby. Yeah, um, but the one that I'm most proud of so far is Got it. a really cool shit. Got it. And so, um, obviously, you're in the Southwest. I'm going to stereotype and think, like, tequila and mezcal are probably pretty big out that way. Is that, is that, tr- I mean, I'm not true, but, like, what's kind of like the trend? Thing? No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, because literally, I mean, like, when you go to most bars now, it's mezcal, mezcal, tequila. Like, like half the drinks are mezcal or tequila with a mezcal float, you know, or something like that. So, like, so, sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Phoenix is, it, you, yes and no. Okay. Right? Obviously, I think. Phoenix has always been kind of a tequila town, right. um, but I think we we've been there for a long time, and so now the taste has really like evolved. Right. Now people are doing like you know wild agave mezcal flights, and they're pairing like sotols, ricias, bacanoras, and really like obviously we're a border town, so yeah. like we yep. we read that through and through. Um, but even this year in Phoenix, like the restaurant that I opened up before this new concept court uh, courts, it's yep. a Thai restaurant. Wow. And it just, okay. I got nominated for a James Beard for my beverage program in the Thai restaurant. Yeah. So, like, we're we're working with all sorts of really cool stuff. You know, I, I always thought of myself as being a, a spirit guide for those, for all the oddball spirits out there. And so, like, Grapple See what Wizard. he did there? He's in the desert. We're thinking peyote. We're thinking all those tra- those, those mushrooms. Yeah, come to And Phoenix. he said spirit guide. And oh, he's yeah. talking about spirits. Now, um, this begs a question. What cocktails pair well with Thai food, like Thai basil? Oh, yeah. Well, there's so many things. You know, I think at the end of the day, you need something to cut the flavor. Okay. Right? Thai food's really good on all the spectrum, you know, whether it be the most intense thing you've ever eaten or the most delicate, bright light thing you've ever eaten. Thai food is really good about balance, right? And so you need flavors that pair well with the delicate quality of that balance. Um, But, like... That shit gets hot, right? Real, <laughs> real yeah, spicy. Those thai chilies real yeah, quick. There, there's, there's nothing better than like something cooling and crisp with something spicy and salty. Like yeah. that's the way. Uh, my signature cocktail, the one that I think put me on the map, uh, my lob-sided cocktail. It's all the flavors of lob. It's kind of a oh, Southeast okay. Asian minced meat salad. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a cucumber vodka-based cocktail that I make in house with uh, green onion syrup, lime juice, cilantro, and mint. So it's like. Lopsided my wife, my wife would love that. That's so yeah, salad or basically so good. Yeah. I put a couple of drops of fish sauce in it. Really, just like amps up the flavors. When you eat like a really spicy curry, and that lobside is like crisp and cool. Oh, 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 yeah, Damn, man. Yeah, that. Oh, uh, <laughs> that, that cocktail. A few of those lobsides, you'll be lopsided. <laughs> so, um, Phoenix, Arizona's in the house. How did you hear about the competition contest? 
I think there was like a bat signal in the sky. Okay. <laughs> I, I think they said grappa. I think this uh, this little grappa dancing. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I saw the I saw the sign in the sky and I just knew it. I think I had a little spidey sense and I was Got like, it. oh, grappa competition. Yeah. Let's go. Very nice. And so, what was your? Obviously, it's a competition, and you have experience, so you must come in with some notions. And I know you had to submit your ingredients or what you needed ahead of time. So where did your mind go when you when you were prepping for this? You know, I, I go two ways. Um, two things that I have to have parallel to each other when I go to any competition. I need to follow the rules. Okay. Like, what are they asking for, right? And this specific competition with Grappa, they really wanted a simple cocktail that any bartender would be able to make. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to put a little Maxwell spin on. Yeah. I like to incorporate flavors that you wouldn't exactly you know suspect yeah but then at the same time it's the best combination you've ever thought um, my cocktail today uh, i really wanted to make something that was like refreshing and paired really well with the grop up yeah um and my cocktail called from straw to gold really kind of plays off the notes of sustainability because grappa uses things that you would normally throw away the yep. grape, grape yep. musk yep. and then turns it into something really special so i wanted to use lots of different kinds of like preserved ingredients so my cocktail besides having some fresh lemon juice had uh, black lemon bitters in it which is like a middle eastern uh dried lemon okay um it has a very unique flavor um so good the the scrappies black lemon bitters everybody should buy um, it had uh, s uh, preserved lemon simple syrup, right? Again, everybody should be able to do this. I got some uh, preserved lemons that you would see from Morocco. They're just salt cured. Yep. I get them at the grocery store. I mm -hmm. got them over here in New York, everywhere now. Blended it with some simple syrup um, and then uh, lemon cello because that's oh, a really wow. perfect way to take fresh lemons in Italy and preserve them in alcohol. So yeah. it's like all the lemon. So then um, from Strata Gold, on top, some, of course, the most delicious aged Parmesan. Because hey, when milk's going bad, you make cheese out of it. And, of course, a little gold on top. Delicious. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, as, a, as a flavor guy, as a guy who loves flavor profiles, competing here today. I like what, your profile. Well, thank you. <laughs> what is exciting you most about the future of Grappa in the, in the States? Well, I think everybody should drink more of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question because uh, I think Grappa has just been around for so long. Yep. I think that really shows that it has a staying power. Yep. And I think as more bartenders are exposed to how special of a spirit it is, I think everybody's going to really be playing around with it. Yeah. And second note, hopefully by being um, more popular, it brings the price down a little bit because it can get quite pricey. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, very and good. And so... Um, do you have an Instagram for courts? How can people find you, follow what you're doing once you leave here? Yeah, so I, I go on Instagram, Maxology, M-A-X period, Maxology. Maxology in the house. Okay. Um, and come follow us at courts at Q-U-A-R-T-Z-P-H-X, and follow us at courts. Awesome, man. Well, good luck to you. Thanks for spending some time Thank with me. Thank you so much. Good to meet you. Thanks. Proud of you coming out here, brother. Hey, good hey. luck, man. Where do I put that? Yeah, right there. Thanks, Thank buddy. you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.